Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk and Truth Radio, and thank you for tuning in to our Let Us Reason Together show. This is the second installment on the question, the coronavirus, what is the new normal? Today's guest will be the distinguished Apostle Gail Evans. So let's listen in to the conversation I had with her. This is Pastor Jay with Walk Truth Radio Podcast. I am conducting one of many interviews with people I respect about the effects of COVID-19. On the line today, we have Apostle Gail Evans. Hello, Apostle. Hello, how are you? Fine, fine, fine. Okay, let's just jump right in. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. The first question okay. is, how, what is your new normal going to look like or what do you envision your new normal to look like uh, due to COVID-19? What are some of the things that you will practice? Uh, how will you deal with people? What's your new normal for COVID-19 personally? Oh, wow. There's much because this is absolutely very, very different. A new normal uh, for me personally is um, just almost getting into a mindset that, you know, unfortunately in the business that I'm in, the funeral business, that you have to protect yourself and protecting myself and, you know, wearing the mask and the gloves all the time because we now, I now have to look at, you know, every person that comes in that could possibly be, um, a carrier, um, Someone that may be even currently, you know, that they have the COVID-19 as far as how to handling their clothes and, you know, even dealing with them personally, you know, and keeping uh, the, the, you know, the distance and making sure that they even have on a mask. Um, it, it's, it's a lot, you know, and then just not, you know, being able to, you know, have, you know, like that close contact or, you know, I may be holding someone's hand or something. Uh, for me, it's that, you know, I'm... You, it, it, it was a little bit, you know, caused me a little bit of some anxiety. And that is anxiety, you know, like from every little cough, a little sneeze that I may have, you know, you're you're wondering if you're okay, you know. So it's, it's just a lot of things. And, and you know, because I used to kind of make, a, you know, a little laughter about it because, you know, just like a lot of other women, you know, getting your hair done and getting your nails done. I'm, you know, kind of back because it's like a sister that does my hair. So, you know, I know what that environment is like. So that's, you know, I'm good with that. But it will be a while before I personally go back to a nail shop. I learned how to kind of do some things on my own because you just have to be so careful about everything that you do and then how people are handling, you know, how they handle you individually. That, you know, there are their tools sanitized and all of that. Um, Gosh, that is so much, you know, that I could tell you about the new normal because, I mean, you just just being so much more careful around everybody. I'm, you know, like I tell people, I, you know, a lot of times I'm just more protective of them than, you know, even as well as myself because, like I said, because due to the nature of what I do on a daily basis. Oh, okay. 
Uh, you said something about learning to be more, I'm going to say a different word, self-sufficient. What do you mean by, you gave one example of doing your own nails. You said being self-sufficient. Do you think that uh, it's important during this time that we gain a, regain a self-sufficiency and not depend upon, you know, uh, uh, a lot of things that require us to socialize to take care of ourselves? I, I, I personally, I say yes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we really, you know, because we're not out of the woods yet. We're still in the midst of COVID-19. COVID-19 is still very much alive and and, 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 uh, and roaming. And I mean, just it's everywhere. You still have to, yeah, just be so careful. And yes, I, I think that you do have to become a lot more self-sufficient because another thing, you know, like I said, with the nails and with the salons and everything, because I mean, normally those are places where there is a crowd. You have to be mindful because everybody's not wearing a mask. Right. A lot of places are not requiring. Some places are requiring. I have no idea. Like the shops that I go to don't know what their policy is going to be because, like I said, I haven't been by, haven't spoken to anyone, so don't know what that's going to look like. But, I mean, you know, even for me, I, you know, I cook a lot more or I make sure the days that I can cook, you know, I cook things so then it goes a little more. So I'm not at restaurants that much anymore because, like I said, you've got to be really mindful because, you know, you don't know because that's the thing about this thing is 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 still a mystery and that's you know the word that i'm going to use we really don't know how people get it there's not a cure for it there's not a vaccine there's not a nothing for it you have to be very very mindful of everyone that you come in contact with that is definitely out you know socially like i said it only takes one person okay okay now i'm gonna ask you another question what do you see on the horizon for the church? What will be, what do you foresee since we're still in the midst of going, getting to that new normal, but what do you foresee the new normal of the church? The new normal for the church, because there is a, I would say the majority part of me says this is a great day for the church. Um, But then on the other hand, I was like, church will never be the same because, again, we're talking about people sitting together, crowds of people, whether it's 10, 15, 20, 30. Like I said, it only takes that one. So church is never going to be the same. I don't foresee it being the same as far as all the gatherings, uh, people getting together, because, again, you know, things that I like to do, I'm, you know, I'm a hugger and everything, but COVID-19 taught me and that you have to be, you can't be hugging on folk. You can't hold people's hands. You have to, you know, you can't, cannot be, you know, just touching feely like that. And I am absolutely a hugger. And then even, you know, being in ministry, I mean, you know, a lot of times it's that, that human touch, that hug. And sometimes that's what somebody may need, but you have to be careful. You can't do it right now. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm hoping that the day will come, but I always say for the, the, the on the other side, I always say that we still must remember this is absolutely the time that you need to be letting people know that they need to be saved and saved for real, not just talking about being saved, but really, really being saved and having a right relationship with the Lord for real in this day so people need to know about the the, the good news and that's the good news of jesus christ right that he was born and he he lived and he died for our the sins for our sins right so just continue to preach the good news and just letting people know that they have to be saved and i have seen you know like in the church um 
because I, you know, I thought about people will find out. This is a time too that people are, you know, I have found out what's really, like I said, what's in me, but I found out what other people, what's in them, mm-hmm. because you know people are not in the building. I have found out that some people really need to be in the building because unfortunately in these days the church has become especially you know not saying that all young people but some young people it's about the jump and the shout they need to be around people for the jump and the shout and hear the music and you know and and just you know feed off of that Mm -hmm. but I found out there's nothing in them there's no word in them that you know because unfortunately I had a young man to you know say to me you know that goes to church I believe he plays an instrument in the church or something plays for church and he was just like Oh, Jesus is alive. And I mean, and he was serious about that. That scared me for real. Because I'm like, what is going on? What is being taught in the church besides y'all saying you had a good time because y'all ran around and somebody, well, y'all played the, you know, I always say the happy music, the shouting music, and now that's good in its right place. But I'm just like, okay, since you're not around that, then, you know, that really has disturbed and thrown a lot of people off because they don't have... They, they can't see right. and that you know not feeding off of that I, I, that well, energy I, I would say I wouldn't even say young people because there's a lot of people who are of age who's been in church all their life and now that they cannot do the physicality of church they don't know what to do I, I totally agree with you because yeah, again it goes back to, to like I said it's you find out what's in them yeah, because they, they really you know they don't know they don't really have hold you on, know hold on. the word of God hold, hold on just for a second we got interrupted we were talking I were talking about the fact that you know we have the as you say you get to see what's in a person based upon how they're responding for the lack of being able to come together in church right right yeah so where do you you, you know um the physicality you said something earlier too about we won't be able to have the events um such as give an example of the events that churches normally have that now basically they they might be canceled or non-existent at the level that they're used to having it i would say like you know all of the conferences Mm -hmm. uh whether they be you know like the super you know the big conferences i mean there are people that travel and like i said this you know we're not picking on anything we know we're just saying that you know, the conferences, I mean, you know, people look forward to, I believe it's in September, going to Woman Thou Art Loose. Now, will there be a Woman Thou Art Loose conference? I know people right here in St. Louis, they take buses. Buses go to those kinds of conferences. I don't foresee them having those kinds of events anymore because, you know, and I will be curious to know because I know that Bishop T.D. Jakes gave a really great message because and it sounds like he does have a grip on what's going on and how it's affecting the african-american community mm-hmm. uh the, the you know that it, this is really like i said it's, it is disproportionate and then i see it as well that you know we are seriously we are dying from COVID 19 at a rapid rate mm-hmm. and so he seems to have a good grip on from what you know i, I saw a bit 
And I think that you, uh, and you shared it also with me, but I, you know, saw it a couple of times that, you know, he, you know, but those kinds of events, I don't believe they're, they're going to happen. I mean, I, I really don't think so. And I mean, we have to even be mindful, even with the groups of 50, because again, it only takes the one person. Well, the, 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 for what it's worth, um, there's, t- there's, there's a couple kind of people that's going to do it, going to happen. There's people that's just going to survive. And those people I worry about because they'll, what they're getting is a lot of information that they really can't understand and digest. Like, we are dying, but if the actual statistic tells you that there's only 2% that actually die. You know, it's not like 50% of the people who get it die. Most of the people live with it. Yes. You know, and and because they're reporting the negative news versus the positive news, you know, the, the church, yes, you can get it from one person, but uh, that's the same thing with the flu. You, you be around the wrong person and they got the flu, you get the flu, you get the flu normally from one person from a surface it, you know, and I and and I get the concern, but at some point we have to go beyond surviving to thriving because if we never start thriving again with it, because they finally went on and admitted it, it ain't going nowhere. They finally started telling the truth uh-huh. about it. It's gonna be around uh-huh. just like the flu for for forever. You go, you know, it's gonna be uh, seasonal or whatever it's gonna do, uh, and uh, we got to learn how to thrive with it. And the church is going to have to learn how to thrive again. The gospel never changes. But each, you know, each historical circumstance changes. World War II changed, changed church. Uh, 9-11 changed church. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Uh, every, you know, and this is a changed church. It's always for the good because God said the gates of hell won't prevail against this church. So if the gates of hell won't prevail against it, Corona won't either. But I do agree with you wholeheartedly that, that, that this is a time of reflection and testing to see what's really in you. Are you an entertainer or are you a preacher? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Are you an entertainer yeah. or you're a preacher? Because if you're a yeah. preacher, it doesn't make a difference if one is there. That's right. But if you're an entertainer, you feed you feed off of the claps, the amens, yes. the hallelujahs, and, and hey, the worship that they give you. Yes. Not that they give God. Now, I can tell you with Walking Truth, and, and uh, Apostle Gail is one of the co-founders of Walking Truth with me, and uh, very integral even till today one of my best friends other than church matter of fact one of the people who told me I was going to be preaching the gospel a long time ago but that's another story for another day but I, Amen. I think uh, <laughs> I, I, what I see is actually a more sincerity I mean we've had church these past three weeks we shut down on the 15th it's kind of funny God allowed us to have our anniversary service <coughs> not what we wanted but intimate just us and then everything shut down and we started back having service uh three weeks ago you know six seven eight and and out of the ones that come like today today we had uh actually 13 um and it was it it's it seems to be more sincere you know what i'm saying service for those who it's real to them it's appreciated more yes that's that's a beautiful thing it's appreciated more it's not I you know I don't you know not saying the ones who haven't decided to come back or whatever you know uh, when the time comes but for the ones who come because you got 
you have a choice now and it can be legitimate in the sense of you can say, hey, I'm not comfortable yet. I'm not coming back. Or I'm not comfortable and I ain't coming back at all because it's my chance to get away. Okay, that, that's fine. But for those, uh-huh. for the remnant that's left, it's a pure worship. I've noticed that already. It's a pure worship because they're start, the, the church, the, the, the real church, realizes that we're fra- that the church is fragile. Yes. That the body coming together for fellowship is important. That's why the Lone Ranger theory don't work. That's why God says, do not forsake the fellowship as some say we do. Because the church is so fragile and is subject to the culture that it's in, you know, at any period in time, the believers have to really want to be together. Right. You know, and worship together. Right. You know, for, that's right. For pure sake, for 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 God's sake, for for fellowship's sake, for strength's sake, and and you know, I'm starting to see that. You know, uh, I don't know if anybody else will return. You know, if it, let's just say if it's just us, thirteen, fourteen. I'm satisfied with that. And that's a good. That's a great thing, you know. You know but the wonderful thing is that you have people on the line because, yeah, because I was on the line with you uh, even this morning. So okay. you know, people are on the line, and like mm-hmm. you said, people you know may. It is because you, like you said, you you got you know those two people because some for some people it was it was a way for them to get out because church will never be the same. No, it will never be the same because it is going to be very interesting to see some of the larger churches what they're going to look like and how they're going to do things. Yeah. The ones that have at least even the fifty because I'm you know and then let's not even yeah. talk about the ones that have a hundred and five hundred and a thousand people. Yeah, you know what those churches are yeah. going to look like, and I'm just really curious. How, you know, how do you I, pack I them? Know. How do you pack them in a big your big seating area and tell them to sit actually three seats apart? <laughs> Yeah, you know that, because, that's yeah. that thing you sent me yeah. yesterday about having nine services. I mean, it, it would almost take that, and that's 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 that is not practical for a church not to practical. have nine mm-hmm. services because they got to spread out all these people. You know, I think I think now people can re-examine themselves to see maybe there's a local body I could attach myself to that I could use my gifts. That's not so big, you know what I'm saying? You get right. you get. You'll get less exposure at a church of 50 than you would at a church of 500 and up. You know, you mitigate, mm-hmm. your, you check your odds, okay? If I go to ABC church, I'm going to be exposed to 50 people. If I go to XYZ church, I'm going to be exposed to 20. Well, that's 30 people, 30 chances, as you say, that you won't get it. Right. You know, and, and I think it, it, as far as church will be less physical, more spiritual, and more intimate because I'm telling you what I'm seeing fossil is that our services are more are in a way very intimate very heartfelt because of the, fr- the frailty of it you know that it, this can end at yeah. any moment you know and I think that's yeah. a good thing that's been happening with the with the church I also want to talk about you're in the unique field you, you touched on it earlier uh, you're in the mortuary business and how the impact that you, the stories that you tell me, the impact on the staff, the impact on the families, what is the mortuary business doing different than it has done in the past? Because there's several things that I think are quite interesting. What are they doing different? Well, services, services, funeral services are funerals 
are absolutely not what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, funerals could be, you know, that you could pack out, you know, as many people that wanted to come could come to a funeral. Mm-hmm. So during COVID-19, we had to limit that, it, you know, um, the funeral home that I am at, you know, at least we allowed the 10 because I understand that some funeral homes really didn't allow any, you know, like, like maybe five or something mm-hmm. or really didn't even allow services to be done. They were strictly graveside. So funerals are very different today. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that, uh, uh, because like I said, for, you know, for the family, on the family side of it, when you in a moment like that it means a lot because both of us have been through mm-hmm. in our personal lives mm-hmm. it's important to have that support system around you you may not remember it right then but it'll come back to you who was there mm-hmm. you can't have that now you've got to choose 10 people and now you know like i said i see family sometimes the uh the immediate family maybe just children there may be 10 children Right. And let's not, you know, and spouses and their children and all that. And, you know, they all can't be in the building together. Hmm. And that's very, very hard. I mean, because they, you kind of, you need to, you know, again, rely on each other and, you know, be able to hold each other up that, you know, that somebody physically there, you know, to hold your hand. Because, I mean, you know, from that's, you know, because, you know, kind of jumping from, you know, one part of the business to the other, because I know me personally, I've kind of been one of the people that, you know, that is known to go in because some people may show up to do that first viewing of their loved one. This may be the first time that they've seen their person just you have to say it the way it is. They're dead. And sometimes they have to come alone. Mm-hmm. And I am usually that person that may take them in and, you know, and I'm holding their hand because some of them are, you know, just they're broken. And understandably, they're broken because they've lost their mother. They've lost their spouse or their child or whoever, you know, their loved one. And they have to go in there and I can't hold their hand. Mm-hmm. I can't hold that person's hand. Or, you know, just, you know, put my arms around them and hug them. And, you know, for me, that's very, that's very, very hard. Then let's go to some of those cases where um, some of them are, you know, choosing to maybe just do a graveside service. Mm-hmm. Some cemeteries, again, some cemeteries you can't even go into. You know, you can, the family can't go. Some cemeteries, the people have to stay in the car and they see their loved one, you know, taken away. So, you know, they don't go to the graveside and, you know, we can't, some of them, we can't even go to the graveside. And again, it may be limited to 10 if they can do that. Right. Because, I mean, we could talk, it's so many changes and so much. And then, like I said, and again, don't know how some of this is going to look even after this, because like I said, you know, what, how we've got to, you know, get back into what's going to be the flow because that became new normal Mm -hmm. because you know with the you know the COVID a lot of times you know people want to maybe see their loved ones a lot of people I see a lot of people that don't get closure you know and some people end up telling me some stories about how they did not get to be with their loved one Mm -hmm. uh, at the hospital or at the nursing home and you know because of COVID-19 and then you know and sometimes we allow them because a lot of people are choosing cremation. Maybe before, you know, cremation, they get to see their loved one. But with COVID-19, they can't come to uh, the mortuary and see their person before they may be cremated or direct 
directly buried, which means that you're putting them in a casket and they're not seen because the disease is so contagious. Right. You can't, they can't see that person. So some people never even really get, well, as they said, that closure. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Well, so yeah. it's just, it's so much. And we can, that's a whole days of conversation right there in that business. Yeah. Well, I thank you, Apostle Gail, for letting us know what your new normal is and where you see the church going. Um, I do see more glorious times for the church uh, because it's not about necessarily the larger churches and there's nothing wrong with larger churches. It's going to be interesting to see how they navigate it will be. Yeah. Um, their situations. Uh, and uh, it'll, it'll be interesting how the smaller churches... I'll tell you one thing that has happened with us is that there are people that are interested in whatever we do that I've never ever seen before, but they hear the word. Um, and, and that's th- an important thing. That's an important thing that I've never yeah, seen them. I might not. Matter. Yeah. I might not see them ever. You know, like I was telling them that we may not constitute again, like we used to ever, but the gospel will go forth yes. and, and you will have to decide how you're going to live out your life thriving as a saint of God and not just surviving. God just doesn't want you to survive. He wants you to figure out how to thrive and that's on you. You know what I'm saying? Some things on you. Yes. You yes. have choices. So until you feel comfortable, don't come out. But just realize right. the, and don't the let mo- fear, oh, you know, and I encourage people don't let fear, yeah. don't let the, the fear just overtake you because you're absolutely right. Yeah. You've got to, you know, you've got to, you know, throughout the, you put on your mask, put on your gloves, do what you need yeah. to do. You Get know, out here. And, you know, just just go and just believing that you've done all you can and just learn how to take care of yourself. Yeah. And, and, and again, uh, with the, the sanitation of hand washing and this, that and the other, the mask and and just being around different things, you will have to learn just how to take care of self and deal with it at, at your comfort level. And just like anything else, you'll get used to it. Uh, uh, things will become better at it. You'll be more comfortable in it. And like I said, I encourage you, don't live in fear to the point you become a hermit. Because there are going to be a lot of people, believe it or not, there are going to be a lot of people who will be going to become hermits and so fearful. And they're going to die in their house. The thing they're trying to avoid, the fear will call us anxiety. And that thing, they'll end up becoming uh, 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 so fearful that they won't leave their house. And then they'll just drift from society. And maybe they don't have anybody to check on them. And next thing you know, Somebody hasn't heard from them in three to four weeks. They just sat their house and just withered away. The thing they I've were trying to the stop. Cases. Yeah, yes. try, trying to stop the death from coming. They brought about it because of fear. So, uh, yes. uh, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I look forward to talking to you many, many times in the future. All right. All right. Anytime. Uh, all right. Thank you.